Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 17. Today our theme is changed hearts, and we see this in the life of Judah in the story we're reading through Genesis, and in a new book we'll be beginning, uh, the book of Galatians, as we see changed heart of Paul, the Apostle Paul. So let's begin with Genesis 43. Now the famine was severe in the land. When they finished eating the grain they had bought from Egypt, their father said to them, Return, buy us a little more food. But Judah said to him, The man solemnly warned us, You will not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we'll go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, we will not go down, because the man said to us, You will not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, Why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man you had one more brother? They replied, The man questioned us thoroughly about ourselves and our family, saying, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? So we answered him in this way. How could we possibly know that he would say, Bring your brother down? Then Judah said to his father Israel, Send the boy with me, and we will go immediately. Then we will live and not die, we and you and our little ones. I myself pledge security for him. You may hold me liable. If I do not bring him back to you and place him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. But if we, have, if we had not delayed, we could have traveled there and back twice by now. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best products of the land in your bags and take a gift down to the man, a little balm and a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachios and almonds. Take double the money with you. You must take back the money that was returned to the mouths of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take your brother too and go right away to the man. May the sovereign God grant you mercy before the man so that he may release your other brother and Benjamin. As for me, if I lose my children, I lose them. So the men took these gifts, and they took double the money with them, along with Benjamin. Then they hurried down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his servant who was over his household, Bring the men to the house, slaughter an animal, and prepare it, for the men will eat with me at noon. The man did just as Joseph said. He brought the men into Joseph's house. But the men were afraid when they were brought to Joseph's house. They said, We are being brought in because of the money that was returned in our sacks last time. He wants to capture us, make us slaves, and take our donkeys. So they approached the man who was in charge of Joseph's household and spoke to him at the entrance to the house. They said, My lord, we did indeed come down the first time to buy food, but when we came to the place where we spent the night, we opened our sacks and each of us found his money, the full amount, in the mouth of his sack. So we have returned it. We have brought additional money with us to buy food. We do not know who put the money in our sacks. Everything is fine, the man in charge of Joseph's household told them. Don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I have your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The servant in charge brought the men into Joseph's house. He gave them water and they washed their feet. Then he gave food to their donkeys. 
they got their gifts ready for Joseph's arrival at noon, for they had heard that they were to have a meal there. When Joseph came home, they presented him with the gifts they had brought inside, and they bowed down to the ground before him. He asked them how they were doing. Then he said, Is your aging father well, the one you spoke about? Is he alive still? Your servant, your father, our father is well, they replied. He is still alive. They bowed down in humility. When Joseph looked up and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, he said, Is this your youngest brother whom you told me about? Then he said, May God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out, for he was overcome by affection for his brother and was at the point of tears. So he went to his room and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. With composure, he said, Set out the food. They set a place for him, a separate place for his brothers, and another for the Egyptians who were eating with them. The Egyptians are not able to eat with Hebrews, for the Egyptians think it is disgusting to do so. They sat before him, arranged by order of birth, beginning with the firstborn and ending with the youngest. The men looked at each other in astonishment. He gave them portions of food set before them, but the portion for Benjamin was five times greater than the portions for any of the others. They drank with Joseph until they all became drunk. He instructed the servant who was over his household, fill the sacks of the men with as much food as they can carry and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack. Then put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack, along with the money for his grain. He did as Joseph instructed. When morning came, the men and their donkeys were sent off. They had not gone very far from the city when Joseph said to his servant who was over his household, Pursue the men at once. When you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid good with evil? Doesn't my master drink from this cup and use it for divination? You have done me wrong. When the man, when the man overtook them, he spoke these words to them. They answered, Why does my Lord say such things? Far be it from your servants to do such a thing. Look, the money we found in the mouths of our sacks we brought back to you from the land of Canaan. Why then would we steal silver or gold from our master's house? If one of us has it, he will die, and the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. He replied, You have suggested your own punishment. The one who has it will become my slave, but the rest of you will go free. So each man quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the man searched. He began with the oldest and finished with the youngest. The cup was found in Benjamin's sack. They all tore their clothes. Then each man loaded his donkey and they returned to the city. So Judah and his brothers came back to Joseph's house. He was still there and they threw themselves to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What do you think you are doing? Don't you know that a man like me can find out things like this by divination? Judah replied, What can we say to my Lord? What can we speak? How can we clear ourselves? God has exposed the sin of your servants. We are now my Lord's slaves, we and the one in whose possession the cup was found. But Joseph said, Far be it from me to do this. The man in whose hand the cup was found will be my slave, but the rest of you may go back to your father in peace. Then Judah approached him and said, My Lord, please allow your servant to speak a word with you. Please do not get angry with your servant, for you are just like Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or a brother? We said to my Lord, We have an aged father, and there is a young boy who was born when our father was old. The boy's brother is dead. He is the only one of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Then you told your servants, Bring him down to me so I can see him. We said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves his father, his father will die. 
But you said to your servants, if our youngest brother does not come with you, you will not see my face again. When we returned to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. Then our father said, go back and buy us a little food. But we replied, we cannot go down there if our youngest brother is not with us. Then we will go. If he's with us, then we will go, for we, are, we won't be permitted to see the man's face if our youngest brother is not with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my life My wife gave me two sons. The first disappeared, and I said, He has surely been torn to pieces. I have not seen him since. If you take this one from me too, and an accident happens to him, then you will bring down my gray hair in tragedy to the grave. So now, when I return to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, his very life is bound up with his son's life. When he sees the boy is not with us, he will die. And your servants will bring down the gray hair of your servant, our father, in sorrow to the grave. Indeed, your servant pledged security for the boy with my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I will bear the blame before my father all my life. So now, please let your servant remain as my Lord's slave instead of the boy. As for the boy, let him go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I couldn't bear to see my father's pain. We'll have to see how Joseph responds to this tomorrow, but notice this is the same Judah whose idea it was to sell Joseph into slavery. This is the same Judah who didn't seem to care about anybody but himself, and now he's willing to sacrifice himself for Benjamin, Joseph's brother and his brother. Something has changed in Judah's heart. And now on to Psalm 24, which speaks of the need for a changed heart to come into God's presence. Psalm 24, a psalm of David. The Lord owns the earth and all it contains, the world and all who live in it. For he set its foundation upon the seas and established it upon the ocean currents. Who is allowed to ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may go up to his holy dwelling place? The one whose deeds are blameless and whose motives are pure, who does not lie, or make promises with no intention of keeping them. Such godly people are rewarded by the Lord and vindicated by the God who delivers them. Such purity characterizes the people who seek his favor, Jacob's descendants who pray to him. Look up, you gates, rise up, you eternal doors, then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord who is strong and mighty, the Lord who is mighty in battle. Look up, you gates, rise up, you eternal doors, Then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the majestic king. And now we will conclude our passages today from reading Galatians 1. This is a letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the churches of Galatia, churches in a geographical area now that's part of modern-day Turkey. And this letter is an important letter to understand how people are saved by faith alone. Galatians 1. From Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor by human agency, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers with me, to the churches of Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished 
that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are following a different gospel. Not that there really is another gospel, but there are some who are disturbing you and wanting to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be condemned to hell. As we have said before, and now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, let him be condemned to hell. Am I now trying to gain the approval of people or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a slave of Christ. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. For I did not receive it or learn it from any human source. Instead, I received it by a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former way of life in Judaism, how I was savagely persecuting the church of God and trying to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my nation and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. But when the one who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace and was pleased to reveal his son in me that I could preach him among the Gentiles, I did not go and ask advice from any human being. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before me. But right away I departed to Arabia and then returned to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and get information from him, and I stayed with him fifteen days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. I assure you that before God, I am not lying about what I am writing to you. Afterward, I went to the regions of Syria and Cilicia, but I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They were only hearing... The one who once persecuted us is now proclaiming the good news of the faith he once tried to destroy. So they glorify God because of me. There begins the letter to the church in uh, the churches in Galatia, where Paul is basically explaining that he is a changed man who has a changed heart. He once tried to destroy the church of Christ, the body of Christ, Christians, and now he is one of them seeking to share this gospel, this good news so that others may too come to experience the forgiving grace and mercy of God. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're-